This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We've been talking about, uh, Dr. Victor's introduced it last week, labels. And you saw the, the intro there about the labels. Labels that society, labels that people, sometimes even labels of people that we love and that love us have put on us. And those labels, uh, many of them stick with us, but the problem with that is, is they become the, the definition of our lives. And so we want to talk about this morning as we, as we continue on this series about labels is I want to ask you a question, start off by asking the question this morning, whose label are you wearing? Whose label are you wearing? You know, uh, we, we pastored down in the, the Palm Beach area for about nine years, Cindy and I, and uh, every once in a while we would go into Palm Beach to see how the other half lived. And there was a, I'm not exaggerating, am I? We, we go on a, a street there in Palm Beach, what a very big town, called Worth Avenue. And boy, they named it right because you immediately found out what you were worth when you went on that avenue. Man, Lamborghinis, Maseratis, I mean, you know, Mercedes were just like, uh, you know, workaday cars. I mean, you know, I mean, they had every kind of, you know, uh, label you can think of there, Gucci, Armani, Bhutan, Dior, I mean everybody, you know, Tiffany's, I mean it was just incredible when you looked at that. But you know, all of us wear some kind of label. And the labels that we wear, even in our fashion, sometimes say a lot about us or at least about who we'd like to identify with and who we'd like to be. <laughs> But I've got news for you this morning that there is a label that God desires and if you're a believer has put upon you. And I want to tell you, you talk about a worth label. If you're called by the name of Jesus, I'm going to tell you, you're wearing the greatest label with the greatest value that anyone has ever created. Amen? And so these labels, you know, sometimes it's, it's a brand. Like, you know, we, we kind of live vicariously through... You know, like a team. I, if I said Auburn, if I said Bama, if I said, you know, Hornets, or whatever, you know, whatever team you identify with, you know, we, we live vicariously through those labels, through those identities that we, we connect with, and it says something about who we'd like to be. You know, we, we want to be a winner, don't we? We want, to, we want to be successful. We want, to, we want to be esteemed. We want to be valued. We want to be seen as worth something. So these labels say a great deal about us or who we aspire to be. But I want to talk about this morning is the label maker. The label maker. You know, because every one of us living out our lives, we're living it out uh, with a label that has been put upon us. It might have been put, you know, some people are living with a label that was put on you way back on the, uh, on the school playground. Maybe somebody said something, uh, uh, you know, like stupid or dumb or, or something like that. Or maybe later in your, your adulthood, somebody labeled you a failure. You're dealing with rejection. You're dealing with all those things. Somebody, somewhere, 
made a label that you and I are wearing today. And so I want to talk about the label maker, asking you again, whose label are you wearing? Now listen to this. This is a very important statement. To whoever I listen, they will become the label maker that defines my life. To whoever I listen, they will become the label maker that defines my life. Now, many of us are living way below what God has for us, what God intends for us in this life and even in our spiritual walk because we have taken on a label that was given to us by others and not by God. Now, there's three broad categories where labels are made for us, label makers. It's either through others, what others' opinions are, whether it's mom, dad, grandma, favorite aunt, uh, our peers, our co-workers, somebody in college, a professor, whoever it was, or it is a label maker that we have put on ourselves. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the, in the lesson this morning. Or we adopt the label that God has for us. And that is really where we aspire to be, is we want to have the best label. You know, we'd be walking down, Cindy and I, we were walking down, it was almost, you know, they're not worth having, it was almost so expensive we couldn't win the shop. I mean, you know, it was expensive. You know, you go in some of those stores, I mean, you know, they got all these armed guards in there and everything, you're feeling like, <laughs> But I, I've got news for you, listen, greater than Armani and Gucci and Vuitton and all of those labels, God wants to put His label upon you of sonship. He wants to put a label on you of His righteousness. He wants to put a label on you of, of success and His goodness and grace in your life. But you and I have to decide who we're going to let be the label maker. Now, listen to this. Uh, this is uh, Romans 12, who you're familiar with, but I'll read it to you out of a different translation, Philip's translation. Listen to this. It says, Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. When we listen to others' opinion about ourselves, we allow them to become our label maker, then what happens is, is it begins to squeeze us. And to squeeze us. You know, we've all seen, the, you know, the parents that over-parented their children. You know what I mean by that? In other words, uh, you know, they're living with some regret, so they try to get their children to be what they wanted to be and never were. And so they try to squeeze them, squeeze them into a mold that just was not what God had for you. Others can try to do that. The world tries to do that. I mean, every time you see a commercial, every time you see something, what are they doing? They're trying to, you know, to sell you something by creating a label or an identity and then getting you to buy into that. That's exactly what he says. He says, so don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold. Now listen to this. But let God remold your minds from within. God's label always starts on the inside. The labels from this world and other people, it always starts from the outside. And it squeezes you. Now listen to this. The, the world and the devil always try to squeeze you into its mold and they always do it by lying to you. Oh, sure. You would be better off if you wore this label. 
Now, you know, you'd be a much better person if you drove a Mercedes than if you, you know, you drove, drove that Dodge Dart. Come on. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. You know, you're the same person, you know. I've driven in, you know, rode in expensive vehicles, you know. I didn't feel any different when I got through riding in it than I did before. I mean, it was fun. But, you know. So I was riding on horseback in the Amazon jungle. That was fun too, but I don't ride a horse all the time. Labels. The world tries to squeeze us into a label all the time, squeezing us into its form. Now listen to this. A lie has no power until I believe it to be the truth. A lie has no power until I believe it to be the truth. And so many of the labels that the world wants to put on us is... A lot of it is to manipulate us. A lot of it is to limit us. A lot of it is to redefine who we are. Listen, young people, don't listen to the labels that the world wants to put on you. Don't listen to the labels that the so-called experts want to put on you. You go with the labeling of God. God has a label for you. We're going to talk about His labels primarily this morning. But don't let the world squeeze you into that. Don't let it squeeze you into that. Now listen. Sometimes we are the others we're talking about here, aren't we? You know, I said label makers, it's others, myself and God. Sometimes we're in the other category, aren't we? Parents, grandparents, friends. And sometimes we're the others that are putting labels on other people. And so this is why the Scriptures teach us that we have to walk in love. You know why? Because love believes the best of every one. If I believe the best of you, then I'm, not gonna, I'm only going to put on you a label that is a God label, a good label, a label that agrees with what God says about you. You say, yeah, but you don't know how they are. Well, you don't know how you are. <laughs> Listen. All of us are still a work in progress, are we not? I'm still a work in progress. You're still a work in progress. But, you know, this is the thing about love. Love, uh, you know, operates in faith. All, love always operates in faith. See, if you're just, if you're just telling people, well, I, you know, I just give people a piece of my mind. I just believe in telling it like it is. Well, you haven't learned how to walk in love yet because love believes the best of everyone. And faith calls those things which be not, what? As though they were. That's what God does with us. You know, before you were ever in any way in harmony with God's will, God believed that His grace would be sufficient working in your life to bring about your complete divine purpose and alignment with His will. Isn't that right? I mean, how many of you, when God found you, you were, you were really a catch? Boy, I wasn't. I mean, we all got caught, but we, I mean, it wasn't because we were so great. I mean, I didn't do God any favors when, you know, when, when He came after me. I mean, you know, we, you know, I was a loser from the beginning. That's what I thought I was. That's what everybody told me I was growing up. So that's, you know, hey, great. You're calling me a loser. That's that. That wasn't hard to, to say. That wasn't hard to see. But when we walk in the love of God, when we walk in faith, all of a sudden we begin to see people through God's eyes. 
We begin to see people as they can be, as God can make them, as God has determined them to be. And we begin to speak and reinforce those God labels in their life. Thank you for those two nods. There is, we said others, and when I say others, I mean also outside experiences. Anybody in here besides me ever failed at something? But you are not a failure. I'm not a failure. I never think of myself as a failure. Now, if you ask me, uh, can I tick off uh, the things I fail at? Well, if you give me some pencil and paper, baby. But I don't, I never think of myself as being a failure. I'm a risk taker. How about you? I've gotten out of the boat a few times. I've walked a little bit, got wet a lot, taken in a little water. But you know, I've been a risk taker with God. How about you? But I'm not a failure. And sometimes our experiences in life, the enemy wants to come in and you know he's very subtle and very crafty. And because you take a risk and maybe in that one incident you failed, then he wants to mark you with a label, you're a failure. Just because you fail doesn't make you a failure. Maybe right the opposite. You know, they said about Thomas Edison, everybody knows who Thomas Edison was, right? The great inventor. Invented one of these things we're enjoying today, the light bulb. You know how many, how many tries he had to try before he got the filament right in that thing? You think at 9,998, he'd just say, that's it, I'm a failure. Isn't that right? He said, that's it, I've had it, I'm a failure. But he didn't look at it that way. He, he said, I found 9,998 things that don't work. He wouldn't let that label be put on him. Don't let that label be put on you. And don't you be in that other's crowd where you put those labels on other people. Listen. Life is difficult enough. We don't need to add to people's misery. Do we? Some people, it seems like, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes it's even Christians or religious people, you know, they want to put a burden on people. You know, Jesus said, listen, He told the, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, He said, listen, they already, it's already heavy. Don't add any more rocks to the sack. And every time you put that label, that negative label, that label that, that makes people want to look down at the ground rather than lift up their head, that makes people want to begin to doubt and think that they can't when God says that they can. You know what? I want people to like being around me. How about you? Isn't that right? I want people to like being around me. Why? Because of the words that come out of my mouth. So when we're in the other's crowd, let's make sure that the labels we put on people agree with this book. If God says it about them, let's say it about them. Isn't that right? You know, I always tell people, you know, Christians, I said, you're never the smartest person in the room because God's with you and He's always in the room with you. So you're never the smartest person in the room. So therefore, let's just go with the smartest person in the room. Now, we talked about, I want to talk about self-labels. We talked about others. We talked about experiences and all those like he said here, they want to shape us. They want to tell us this is who you are. This is how far you can go. This is what you can accomplish. This is all the worth you are. But sometimes what we do is we pick those up as self-labels. 
Now you know there's a new word, well a bunch of new words, but one new word added to the dictionary, if you look it up now, is the word selfie. Anybody know what a selfie is? Probably all the young people know what a selfie is. You know, that's a picture you take of one takes of oneself, usually with a smartphone or a tablet or something like that. You're somewhere, you know, maybe you're up on the top of a ride or something, you take a picture and you send it to everybody. It's called a selfie. But you know, I there long before technology enabled us to do a selfie from the outside, there was a selfie being done on the inside. Because the things that you talk to yourself about, how I many you know you talk to yourself a lot? You know those thoughts where you talk to yourself? You repeat what other people have said about you? Hello? You're no good? Or you're great, you can make it? Depends on what you've heard. But we create, we, we think on those thoughts, we talk to ourselves, we talk to ourselves, we repeat those labels, we think on those labels that, that others from the outside have spoken over us, and you know what we do? We are, over time, creating an inward selfie. And then when we get around people, we begin to reveal that inward person. You know, there's people that really, they don't realize it unconsciously, but they act in such a way to make sure that people will reject them. Because that is the image that has been built inside of them that you're, you're not valuable. You're no good. Nobody likes you. Come on. And so we, without even realizing, we'll act in such a way to make sure that people reject us and just get it out of the way because that's, after all, that's who I am. If we feel like we're a failure, we'll do things to make sure. We'll procrastinate. We'll do other things to make sure that we fail on any new project or any new endeavor that we take. Because what? That's who we are. That's who we are. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, that inward selfie that we take have taken of ourselves or allowed to be formed there. Now, listen to this in Proverbs 23, 7. It says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. Now, it's interesting, that little phrase, so is he, in the Hebrew, literally means is established. So we can read it this way, as a man thinks in his heart, or woman, thinks in his heart, so is he established. Your identity is established because what? You're thinking on those labels that others or experiences or just lies of the enemy have fed you and you think on them and you speak them over yourself and in yourself and you create that inward selfie and you become established that way. You feel rejected. You feel depressed. You feel like a failure. You feel like you're no good. Or on the other side, you're successful. Have you ever been around somebody that was very confident? Self-confident? You know, in the church circles, we almost think that's a sin, don't we? Oh, that's pride. No, it's not. When Adam was created before the fall, do you think he had any confidence? Well, he named every bug. He met, I mean, he has over 600,000 species of bugs. I mean, God says, that, here's what I'm going to do, Adam. I'm going to bring every animal. I'm going to bring every creeping, crawling bug, everything by here, and you're going to name it. I mean, just thinking up, just making up 600,000 names. Every name he named, what? It had to do with what? The identity of who that bug was. Basically, 
basically he labeled it. He labeled it. And so now God is, is telling us, you know, He's going to label us. We should be a full of that same confidence that was in Adam before the fall. Can I get a hold of <laughs> See, we almost think, oh, that's pride. No, He's full of confidence. Confidence in God. Confidence in who I am. Confidence in the new birth. Confidence in the Holy Ghost in me. Confidence in the promises of God. Isn't that right? Amen. Oh yeah, that's the way God wants us to be. But religion wants to tell us, you know, well now you're nobody. Well I was until I came to God. Then you make me somebody. Isn't that right? Listen to this. God alone has the right as Creator to label me. God alone as the Creator has the right, the authority to label me. Other people will try to label you. The world will try to label you. They'll try to, to squeeze you into their mold. But I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to listen to their labels. You don't have to accept their labels. You know, I told people after, you know, uh, 33 years of ministry, I said, you know, I've been criticized by experts. I mean, you know, they're, ex they're expert critics because that's all they ever do. But you know, I found out it doesn't take, it doesn't take too much to be a critic, does it? How hard is it to see what's wrong? That's a whole other thing, though, to help somebody find a solution. To walk somebody to the solution in God. That's a whole other thing in itself. That's really what God's called us to do. To lift people, not push people down. I find out most of the time, most of us, we already know, you know, where our faults lie. I'm looking for some help out of them. How about you? Isn't that true? So God alone, as Creator, has the right to label me. Don't let other people label you. Don't let them label you. You don't have to accept it just because they say something. You know, Mr. Hotshot or Mrs. Busybody says something about you. That don't make it true. Unless you believe it. Remember what we said? A lie has no power until I believe it to be the truth. And usually that's what happens. Then we start speaking it to ourselves. Oh, I guess I'm no good. I guess I won't make it. I guess I am just a failure. I'll never succeed. My marriage will never be good. I, you know, my kids will really never serve God. We begin to put all, speak all those labels over ourselves. God alone has the right to label me. Well, in 2 Corinthians, let's turn over there. I want to read. This is a very familiar scripture, but I want to read it anyway. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Listen to this. We're going to talk about God labeling now. The God label. Man, we talked about, you know, we talked about Armani, we talked about Gucci. I'm gonna talk about the God label now. You 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 think those labels, you think they got something going for you? Listen, God's streets are paved with gold. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean the curb outside God's house is gold. He's got it going on, doesn't he? Oh wow. Oh, the universe belongs to Him. Listen. The God label. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, how do we get in Christ? Stephen talked about it at the end of worship. He said what? Whoever what? Will believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and call on Him and confess with his mouth Jesus is Lord. Paul said what? You'll be saved or He is what? A new creature in Christ. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. God's label for you as a believer is what? That you are a new creation. So His first label about you is what? New. You're new. You ever had anything new? I like new. Amen? Don't you like new? I do. I like new. I like you. God likes you. That's why He made you new. He didn't refurbish you. He didn't put some, you know, some uh, castaway parts together and make you. No, He made you brand new. He made you brand new. The price was the, the life, the blood of Jesus. Yeah, he made you brand new. You must be important to God. If it's important to God, it should be important to me. Listen, don't let all those old labels stick with you now that you're a believer in Christ. You've got some new labels. And we're going to look at some of those new labels. We won't have time for nearly all of them this morning, but just a few. You are new. Let's say this together. I'm you. I'm you. Now see, you might have to say that a few times to yourself before that selfie gets fully developed. One of the things he tells us in Ephesians 1 now is that we are accepted. We're talking about the God label now. We're accepted. You're accepted in Christ. You're accepted. God accepts you. God accepted you. God loves you. I don't have to feel rejected anymore because why? God loves me. The most important person in all creation accepts you. Oh, hallelujah. So I don't care if Mr. Money Bucks, you know Daddy Warbucks rejects me. Big deal. My daddy is Daddy Warbucks. I mean, he owns it all. Cattle on a thousand hills. And like the kid said, and the pain's under him too. And it's when it says, I'm forgiven. Oh, isn't it good to be forgiven? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I like being forgiven. I need, if anybody needs to be forgiven, it was me. I love being forgiven. Don't you love that? Forgiven. Forgiven. Listen, church, let's just, let's just, just pass it on. I'm forgiven. Why don't you forgive? Just forgive. Yeah, but you don't know. Forgive. But they say forgive, but they get forgive. I'm going to tell you what. Not only is it good for them, it's good for you. You'll sleep better. You'll have more peace. <laughs> Carrying around all that stuff. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're sitting out on a beautiful day. You know, you're down maybe at the Shakespeare uh, park or something, you know, or a beautiful park in your city where it is. You're sitting out there and it's just a beautiful day. The birds are singing. The sun's out there in front of a nice lake there and the water's gleaming and maybe there's, you know, there's some swans floating along and it's just great, man. It's just wonderful. And then all of a sudden you feel something hit you on the back of the neck. That was that bird up in the trees, you didn't see. Man, just messed up your wonderful fishing home. Just messed it up big time, literally, didn't it? You know, now some people see if we don't forgive, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like you just, I mean, that just ruins your day and you're just mad. You're mad at the bird, you're mad that that happened, and you just make up your mind. I'll tell you what, I'm going to sit right here till that bird comes back and apologizes and cleans up this mess. You're going to be there a while. 
And that thing's going to start to get even riper. And if you should leave that place and go somewhere else waiting for that bird to come back, people are going to smell it on you. A lot of people smell unforgiveness on people. They smell that. There's a, there's a bitterness. There's a bitter smell about them, about the personality when they're around. Because they, they're holding a grudge. Listen, you're forgiven. Forgive others. Isn't that right? We're talking about the God label. Forgiven. The first John 5 4 says we're overcomers. We're over, listen, this is God's label for you. You're an overcomer. Let's say that together. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Yes, you are. You say, I don't feel like it. God didn't say you feel like an overcomer. He said you are one. You are one. You're an overcomer. The Bible says that we are without blame and free of all condemnation. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, that's the beautiful thing about now. It's always with us, isn't it? Wait a minute. Wait a second. What time is it? Now. Five minutes from now, you know what it will be? Now. So now is all the time. Every second, every minute of every day, you are free from condemnation, from guilt. God's not mad at you. God's not out to get you. I told people, how these people come around, you know, especially when I first got saved, I was still a work in progress, you know. They were going to straighten me out and everything, you know, well, God's going to get you and all that. I said, listen, if God was out to get me, He's had all kinds of chances. He's had all kinds of chances to get me if He was out to get me. If He was out to get us, he, we'd all be brainless. If God was out to get you, He's not. He's out to get you all right, but not the way that the legal people, legalist people want to. That He's out to get you in a good way. To make you new. To make you without blame. Then in Galatians uh, chapter 5, it says He's made us free. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, we're called children of God. In Galatians 4.2, we're called heirs together with Jesus Christ. These are God's labels. This is who you are. In Ephesians 1, He calls us His beloved. You know what beloved is? You be loved. Not good English, but you get it. We be loved. We are His beloved. In 1 Peter 2.24, he says, you are healed. Glory. It's good to be healed, isn't it? It's good to be loved. It's good to be an heir of God. You know, sometimes, you know, us religious people, we quibble over the silliest things. When if we just accept God's label and identify with God's label on us, I mean, it would just put a rest to all this splitting of hairs, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know if God wants to bless you. I don't know if God wants to do anything good. Listen, if He did not hold back His only begotten Son, isn't that what Paul wrote to us in Romans 8? How much more shall He not freely give us all things? If that's not prosperity, I don't know what it is. <laughs> we are blessed. Galatians 5.22 says we have joy and peace. And Colossians 2.10 says we're complete in Him. Now these are some... Now, you can go through the, the New Testament, especially the epistles, and you can find about 133 labels, God labels, that He says about you 
that you are now in Christ Jesus. You know what? This is what we need to be creating our selfie with. This is the kind of film, the digital film that we need to be using in God to create that inward selfie, self-image of who we are as brand new children in God. He said the old things, all the old labels, all the old stuff, He said that's passed away. That means it died. And if it died, then it needs to be buried. I mean, I don't care how much you love your, your relative or whoever they were, after they die, after a while, they have to be buried. You can't just, you can't carry that coffin around with you everywhere you go. Say, here's grandma. When she died last year. Somebody's going to think you're kind of strange. But we take, that's what we do. We take these labels right on with us into that new life when we ought to be burying them. They're dead. They need to be buried. They need to be put away. Now, let's, let's talk about relabeling our life. I've got just about five more minutes here. Give me five more minutes. Listen, what I allow entrance into my mind is given authority to label me. What I allow entrance into my mind is given authority to label me. What I deny entrance cannot label me. So here's the thing. All I have to do when the thought comes, I'm ask myself, wait a minute, is this God, is this a God label? If it's not a God label, then I reject it. I love you. You might be the one that, that's, that's trying to put this label on me. I, I won't stop loving you, but I'm not going to accept your label. If it doesn't agree with God's label I, in this book, the Bible, I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to give it a second thought. And you ought to be the same way. If I say something, if it's not in this book, you are, well, bless his heart. You know, I love you, but you know, that was wrong. Come on. I mean, no preacher should be wrong too. Absolutely. So what I deny is it cannot. Let people say what they want to say. Let the world say what it wants to say. It doesn't change. A lie doesn't change the truth. A lie is not greater than the truth. The truth always wins out. If I allow God's label to take up residence in me, then it's going to begin to do, like we read in that translation, He's going to begin to what? Transform me from the inside out. Now, as a Christian, I find a new identity when I am born again or saved. But once I'm in Christ, then I have to allow that identity to be formed in me. First it's found, then it's formed. I find the label, then it's formed in me. Colossians chapter 3, I want to read this to you real quickly. Listen to this. Since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's where my life is. My life is not in a car. It's not in land. It's not in money. It's not in the stock market. It's not in any of those things. My life is in Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. That's my identity. And that's where my labels come from. And glory. He said, set your minds. Set your what? Minds. 
the spot on top of your shoulders. Your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's where your life is. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reject the labels that the world wants to put on me that they want to squeeze me into their mold that wants to limit me. But I'm going to allow the labels of God, that life that is in Christ Jesus, that life that I found, I'm going to allow it to be formed in me by what? I'm going to begin to think on those things. Philippians 4, it tells us that we need to begin to what? Think on the things... The labels, the Word of God, I think on those things, and you know what's going to happen? All of a sudden, that self-image on the inside of me is going to start lining up with this book. Lining up with God's label. Now, when you see me, you talk about, you think I look stylish wearing Gucci or Armani. Wait until you see me wearing Christ Jesus. Wearing His righteousness. Wearing His peace. Wearing His joy. Woo, you talk about attractive. Hallelujah. I mean, I might be 4'8 and weigh 250 pounds, but boy, am I going to be attractive. Come on. That's, that's one of those labels, isn't it? Hollywood wants to put on us. you got to be, you know, skinny and emaciated or, you know, something wrong with you. Come on. Don't fall for that stuff. Young people, don't fall for that. I want to visit the Scripture one more time just before we close and pray. Proverbs 23, 7, you know, we mentioned that. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And we said, you know, that, that phrase, so is he, means is established. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he established. But that, that word think right there, translated think from the Hebrew, listen to this. Oh, this is good. It means literally to act as a gatekeeper. Your thoughts are the gatekeeper to your life. The gatekeeper. What you think? See, you, the gatekeeper had the ability and the authority, had the keys, whatever he let in, whoever he let in, got in. Whoever he said, you can't come in, you can't come in. What happens is, is that we just, you know, our gatekeeper sometimes just kind of, he's kind of gone to sleep on his post. We just let any kind of thought come in. Just let it come in and stay there. Now you can't keep thoughts from coming, but you can keep yourself from dwelling on them. And he said that, that, that you are to act as a gatekeeper. It also means to act as a janitor. You know, you ever, you ever worked as a janitor or seen a janitor work, you know? You know, you see, usually they got all these keys to just about every door in the building, don't they? So they can open they can close. But sometimes, too, they have to clean up a mess. See, sometimes we start out, we may have to clean up some messes in our thinking. We used to say stinking thinking. We have to clean up a mess because what? We've allowed the labels that others, the labels of society, of this world, we've allowed those labels to define who we are. And yes, we are and have found a new life in Jesus but have we allowed that life to be formed in us? Depends on what the gatekeeper is doing. Is your gatekeeper on duty or is he kind of, you let, let him go to sleep? Because ultimately, you and I 
choose and decide what we will think or what we will not think. We decide what labels we accept and what labels we reject. You know, I, I've dealt dealing with people, you know, for 33 years in, in ministry, dealing with people, one of the most difficult things is, is to get somebody to change their thinking about who they are. Are you listening? Especially if it's been built in them negatively. You're no good. You'll never be any good. You're dumb. You're a failure. You're a loser. I'm telling you, it's because what? That's how they see themselves. So if you're going to change that label, you've got to begin to first of all just say, you know what? No matter how I feel, no matter what label has been on me, from this point on, I'm going to find out what God says about me in this book, what His label is, and that's what I'm going to start saying about myself, even if I don't believe it at first. I used to tell my Bible students when we start out a year of course, I say, I want you to write something in your Bibles. The greatest revelation I ever received to this point. You know, boy, they're just thinking, man, it's going to be something deep, you know. I'm talking about the hypostasis of Jesus Christ, the God man. How many angels can dance on the head of the pen? It's got to be something deep. But it's just this. It's this. God is smarter than I am. Sometimes we forget that, don't we? Sometimes we think other people are smarter than God is. But sometimes that's just where I have to start. I have to say, you know what? God, you're smarter than me. If this is what you say about me, then I'm going to agree with it no matter how I feel. No matter how I feel. As a man thinketh, or as a man is the gatekeeper, what? So he will be established. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? Now this morning, all in this room, especially out now, this first one I'm talking to is believers as Christians. And maybe you've allowed a label to be put on you. Maybe it was put on you a long time ago when you didn't know any better. There was a label that was put on you. Whatever it may be, you're no good. You're a loser. You're a failure. Maybe you feel rejected. Maybe you just have absolutely no self-confidence or self-esteem in yourself. Listen, this morning... You need to make a decision. I'm going to say a prayer, but I want you to make a decision. You decide, you know what? I'm going to believe what God says about me. The label that God puts on me, that's the label that I am going to begin to accept and speak over my life. Now, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, all in this room, if, if that's you, you just, as I'm praying here, you reach out to God and you make this declaration. God's going to help you. But you have to make a decision. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't be passive. You make a decision under God with His help. Now, Father, we are all in this auditorium. We're making decisions. Lord, that we're going to reject the labels that the world and others have put on us that we're no good, that we have no value. But, Lord, we're going to accept the, the, the new label that is ours as a child of God that Jesus loves us, that we are accepted, that we are free from condemnation, that we are His beloved, we are uh, joint heirs with Jesus. All the things that You say about us in Your Word, Lord, right now we're going to accept them by faith. No matter how we feel, we accept them. And from this point forward, that's what we're going to declare over ourselves. And Lord, not only that, but that's what we're going to speak over others. 
We're going to speak good things. We're going to speak things of, of love and blessing and faith. We're going to speak labels on people that will help them to connect with you and with your grace. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.